So we are back talking to our mates in Canada, the Trucking for Freedom Convoy filmmakers, Andrew Pelosi and Jeremy Regatta. How are you guys? It's good to see you. Oh, it's good to see you too, Christine. We're doing well. I think this is exciting because you've got a big announcement uh, about your film, which starts, uh, you know, this week. Tell us all about it because you did a lot of work. You you were outside of Ottawa. You were inside Ottawa. So this is the first of your docu-series, docu-drama series. So tell us about it. Yeah. um, So we're releasing Chapter 1, Episode 1, on May 15th on truckingforfreedom.com. Uh, it's available to the public for free. Um, this is going to be the first episode of the docu-series that will probably span six parts. Um, and we're really excited to get it out there. The subject matter of, of this episode is um, how we got here. So it's serving as a, a reminder of the last two years, what Canadians, Americans, the whole globe experienced that served as the impetus for these truckers to convoy and ultimately start a freedom movement that went around the globe. So we're really excited for Sunday and yeah, excited to release it. Well, you did start it off because we we first met you before you even got into Ottawa. Then yeah, during but- Ottawa, you sent us the footage and before you showed us the highways, you showed us the overpasses, you showed us how fun it was on the streets, you know, in Ottawa until the cops showed up with the horses. I mean, that's, that's basically, and I, I did an interview with uh, Danny Bulford, who was the liaison between the truckers and the cops as a former uh, part of Prime Minister Trudeau's sniper squad. And he was telling me, you know, that nobody, no side wanted anything to go wrong. The, the cops didn't, the, the, his former colleagues that he was negotiating with didn't. Um, the media was ginning it up. Trudeau was lying to the public and saying that it was, you know, violent on the streets. And I know that, you know, we were talking almost daily about the fact that it was so much of a party down the street. So this is this is the beginning of showing the truth. That's correct. Yeah, it's the beginning of showing the truth. And, and you're right. All of that is the case. Uh, and and as Bulford said, uh, nobody wanted anything to to go wrong. Uh, it was a convoy of of unity, love, peace, and and really what Canada has always been about, or at least what we we always have known Canada to be about. Yeah. And I and you know following that, we, and, and the people were walking into the capital down in Canberra and Canberra and Australia, um, which. I always thought the Aussies would go first, you know, but they didn't. And uh, after maybe the United States wouldn't, they didn't. They went, and we also went after you guys with the truckers, you know, from west, from into the east coast, and then back out to the west coast. And it was uh, it was interesting to see because again, it was a lot of people just coming together for for the sake of freedom. Yeah, it's been so beautiful to watch the the entire world world follow suit, and it's it's a it's a feather in our hat. Honestly, we take a lot of pride with what happened because Canada is usually the the country that follows everybody else. Um, where we feel like we're we're the United States little sibling, and we just follow suit. And it was nice to it's nice to actually have something that made enough of an impact to to have America, the United States of America, follow suit. So it's it's it was worth documenting. It was worth filming, and, and we're so excited to share it. So, your, what are your six parts going to be about? Great question. Um, so, chapter one. This is a ballpark. Um, you know, the, the story is very fluid and it's big. 
But uh, first, how we got here. Um, the next chapter, we're going to focus in on the convergence of the convoy, this, the assembling of the convoy. Um, we're then going to lead into the next chapter, which is Ottawa in the good days, the glory days, so to speak. Um, then following in another chapter with the Emergencies Act, um, as well as the border crossings, coots, um, the implications on the Emergencies Act, um, both legally as well as politically uh, and socially. Um, and then we're going to dig into a lot of police action that was taken or not taken, um, dig into the controversy around that, and probably leave it on a more philosophic note, um, encouraging all people to reflect on what freedom means to them and how they can live um, as, as free democratic citizens and encourage that because I think above all else, what we've learned on this story and uh, are gonna try and show is that uh, democracy needs to be active if it's gonna flourish, right? It requires our involvement and um, uh, there's a lot of stuff in the story. So six parts at least, but we'll see how, how many we go. Well, I think it's interesting that you guys just shared with me that uh, Prime Minister Trudeau ordered nine shots for every Canadian prior to the first time that any Canadian received a shot. Yeah, that's correct. It's 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 interesting data. I, I can confirm okay. that. I can one hundred percent confirm that there are there are charts uh, readily available to the public. Um, it, I believe it was uh, Canada bought more. Uh, vaccines than any other country in the world, um, pre-purchased more vaccines than any other country in the world. I believe, I don't per know person. which one, per, per person, person, per person, per person. And then it was followed suit. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know which one was first, but it was, it was, uh, it was Britain and uh, Australia. Um, and I know that uh, as a comparison, uh, as we talk about being the little sibling to the United States and so close to the, the having the same type of cultural norms, uh, the United States pre-purchased, I believe, two and a half uh, vaccines per person with a, with a, with a, 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 a lead time to, to grow into potentially more boosters above and beyond that. Um, but but it's pretty it's pretty crazy looking at that data and then looking at the lockdowns that we were experiencing prior to the freedom convoy uh comparing ourselves to the rest of the world we're looking around and 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 seeing the united states opening up we're looking at other countries opening up and we were we were locked down tight so it, it and and when Omicron Omicron came out when there was ready readily available data that showed that it was it was less uh, definitely more contagious, but uh, a whole lot less scary than uh, than some of the, the prior variants. So all of that boiled into a big pot and thus the freedom convoy. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it really is an incredible story because when I talk to my friends around the world and they tell me how they had such draconian dr uh, lockdowns for weeks on end early on in places like Melbourne and Sydney, Australia. And then you talk to people about how that there's a, if you if you if you don't have a vaccination in some of these Western European air, international airports, there's a special line for you to get through. You know, if you're if you're quote unquote one of the elitists who's essential who needs to be at a conference, there's there's double standards going on here. But I think it's a it's a very very important message 
for people to understand that the, the, the concept of freedom, how fragile it really is, and also what's going on behind the scenes when you have the heads of state deciding that they're going to purchase more vaccines per person, like nine in Canada. So that means that everybody who stood up for the Trucking for Freedom project, in fact, was fighting for something even larger than they didn't know at the time. Yeah, and it's interesting right now just where we're at with um, all the Pfizer data dumps and mm -hmm. everything that's going on there, you know, taking an analysis through chapter one and the storyline as we've been editing, um, it's so interesting, right? It, it, it's as if all governments um, decided to take one solution for um, how we're going to respond to this pandemic. And that was that was it, right? Well, it was very clear right before the convergence of the convoy um, that there was no benefit um, to being vaccinated or unvaccinated with regards to the Omicron wave that we experienced in Canada, uh, as far as transmission goes, right? There was it was being transmitted everywhere, vaccinated or not. Well, they and they 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 did say early on in the spring of 2021 when the rollout happened here in the states, they did say. That you know there was not it was not transmissible, mm. um, and you couldn't get, if you did you, you weren't going to get it basically, and if you did get it, it was going to be very you know light because you received the vaccination when in fact we had breakthrough cases and some yeah. people ended up in the hospital mm. who were who were fully vaccinated at that point in time. What have you guys learned personally through this? Because I know that this was a last minute decision. You guys got a call. The other one talked to the other one and bada boom, you're on the road. Yeah, that's that's true. It was pretty, we were definitely swept up in a whirlwind and, and kicked out onto the road. Um, I think, uh, I speak for both of us because we've we've chatted about this to, to great extents, um, but this, this experience changed both of us. It changed both of our lives uh, and how we look at the world, how we understand the world. Um, some of the biggest things that we learned were uh, how how important it is to analyze and 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 try to dig deep for for facts and information. Uh, make sure that we don't repeat anything that isn't verified because gossip spreads like wildfire. Um, and there in our country, in, in all countries, but in our country, there, there is a large propaganda machine. We were watching it happen in front of us. Uh, we, I knew that there was a propaganda machine to a degree, but to the extent, I had no idea. Uh, where we actually had mainstream legacy media pointing cameras the opposite way, telling an opposite narrative, which is why we've taken this on with, uh, with, such importance because it is really truly important that true information is pushed forward um and that this event and future events hopefully we'll see how exhausted we are at the end of this project uh can be chronicled and chronicled properly uh and presented without bias do you think that that uh it will be easier for you to see it, to see the propaganda earlier the next time it happens as this storm continues. I, I really don't know. <laughs> I think uh, tactics get more and more um, uh, hidden 
as time goes on, right? Um, I think we're not talking about small things here. We're talking about messaging that pulls at the very fabric of what it means to be human, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you establish and uh, verify and create enough fear inside of a, uh, um, any demographic, any society, um, it's very hard to make uh, principled decisions, right? You're, you're more responding, uh, you're reactive, opposed to uh, do, making decisions of conscience for yourself and your family. So I'm a little less optimistic, but I do think what it will require is a continual, uh, continual response from all of us to educate ourselves, to stand up for principles that are important for democracy and to be good de democratic citizens, right? I think we need to um, we need to be people of action. That's uh, that's what's required. That that's what this world looks like now. I don't know if you agree or disagree, Christine, but yeah. well, I think I think it, it has, and I think I'm, I'm a lot a little bit older than you guys, certainly, you know, a little bit more experienced. Uh, but I I do believe that in my case, I can see the propaganda earlier. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I remember the night that we were on the phone and all of a sudden there were more cameras in Canada that were feeding back out over U.S. networks and where they were saying it was in Trudeau and um, Freeland were at the microphones talking about the violence. And I had been talking to you guys for several weeks and I just said, this is unbelievable. It yeah. was just unbelievable that the lies were so blatant and the footage didn't fit the narrative from the weeks before. And I, and I almost felt as if when they sent out the horses, which is where you saw some violence, they were sent out to basically show the pictures after this narrative was built by the prime minister and the deputy prime minister's press conferences. Because the truth was that that wasn't there. You had people threatening and you had uh, some of the truckers getting on, you know, their, their uh, YouTubes and saying, you know, we need everybody down here, but leave your kids at home because there was a threat out there from the government that they might snatch the kids mm -hmm. if parents were down, uh, down having a party, you know, in downtown Ottawa. It, it was, it was, it was eerie, I think, to see it, but, it, but the fact that so many people bought into what Trudeau did at the, and Freeland did, including freezing the bank accounts of those people. And then, you know, they left, they left some bank accounts frozen, but for the most part, they stopped after five days because the bank industry said to them, you continue this, the banks will collapse. So they, they, the overreach was still there. And, and I and I found covering that story about when Trudeau and, and Freeland froze the bank accounts, that, that was a new turning point in, in my coverage of anything. Citizens, citizens they went after the citizens' money. Like 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 government, you know, is is like Osama bin Laden or one of these guys. I mean, that's just not right. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh even this week, there's still discussions in the government going on around the the, the use of the Emergencies Act, the way it was used. Uh, the province that we live in, Alberta, is actually taking the federal government to court over the use of the Emergencies Act. Uh, 
because it's been deemed unjustified. Uh, and that's going to, I mean, the, as Andrew said, like we're, we're trying to block this story off within six episodes, but the, the truth of the matter is that this, what happened might carry on through the ages. Like what happened was, uh, what was something that we believe as Canadians was a, a crucial point in Canadian history uh, where things might start to change. You mean in terms of waking people up or the push yeah. to make it more totalitarian? Honestly, both. I think there's a push on both sides, an extreme push on both sides. Mm -hmm. um, uh, for example, they're, 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 uh, the federal government right now this week is actually running out a, a new gun registry. They're, they're putting in all these laws that are not made public and they're sliding them in like you wouldn't believe. Um, and it's just happening. It's happening without uh, without our our understanding, without our notification. So yes, there there are totalitarian uh, uh, implementations being dropped in left, right, and center. But there is a group of people here in Canada uh, and in the world that see what's going on. Uh, eyes are being opened. People are waking up, uh, and it's exciting. I was down in Las Vegas a few weeks ago, and I was at a, a Greek Orthodox. Easter dinner, and it was so exciting. I was spending time with a lot of uh, a lot of doctors, a lot of lawyers, and all these people that are are impressive. Um, and they asked me what I do for for work, and I mentioned that I'm working on this docu series. And I kid you not, the entire dinner wanted to talk about what happened in Canada for the entire length of the evening. Uh, and these are Americans that are paying attention to this. It's it's amazing the impact that made this made on the world. Uh, it really did. It really did. And, and I'm so proud of the two of you because, you know, and, and I'm just so excited to have known you from the very beginning before you rolled into Ottawa, because I, I just think this is a great culmination of, of a lot of hard work. I remember speaking to you the night before you left the red zone. And I think I said to one, one or both of you at the time, I said, get the film out, get the film out. <laughs> And you told me you got the film out the night before. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's classic great journalism. You know, you save the goods, you save the goods before you make your move on the run. And I think it's just, I think it's terrific that you've done this. Uh, when is the second one going to be ready? We're hoping for a schedule of every 45 days after the release of an episode. So that would take us into, uh, into, well, the end of June for episode two. If we can do it quicker, we will, but mm -hmm. you know, we want this to be just a quality film across the board. We've given great time and care to making sure that this story is fulsome because so much happened. Um, and we want to show both sides of the story. And we also want to, we also want to validate the many Canadians who ripped up their whole lives to get in their trucks and to drive to Ottawa to try and make change, a real sacrificial act that was not, like there's one thing doing a sacrificial act and no one saying thank you. It's a whole other thing when you do a sacrificial action towards the common good and you get called a racist, you know? Mm. So we wanna make sure that they are validated for what they did because we saw a lot of beauty on the road. We saw a lot of beauty in Ottawa. And uh, um, I think that was the strength of this demonstration. 
So do you want to share any highlights to entice the audience to watch this? Because it's important that we get, we get a, we get a big watching uh, audience for this first one. Yeah. Uh, just a technical thing. We're going to release the official trailer today. We've released a couple teasers, but this one is an actual trailer around some of the subject matter of chapter one. Um, it has a lot of stuff in it. It has, um, Basically, we start right when uh, we're starting to see news feeds saying, oh, there's this virus in, in China and what the heck is it? And we start there and we go all the way to the to the uh, Trudeau's action to put a ban on cross-border truckers who are not vaccinated. So as far as what we could capture in one episode, we tried to be very specific in giving a good chronology um, and to show both sides. We talk a little bit about vaccinations, but we do talk a lot about lockdowns and the implications of that. Uh, and then we, we, we also take a deep dive into the polarization of society. Um, that, that, that's classic fear mongering, right? You create a classic scenario like that. And then people who are for the particular solution um, start to distrust um, and even create some hate towards those who disagree with them. And so we're looking at the polarizing uh, opinions there. Um, and then we can't tell you how we leave it because it's too you far. No, you want people to come back and turn it on. But yeah. I wonder if now, if now looking back, you know, in retrospect, how you're going to feel knowing today of what Trudeau said back then in February, knowing now that he had ordered nine shots per person, closing the borders, calling the people in Ottawa basically terrorists, domestic terrorists, shutting down their bank accounts, trying to scare the hell out of Canadians because he, there was an economic investment that he had spent the money. And so he didn't want anything to create a vax hesitancy. That's, that's Chinese economic coercion. That's how they play the game at the CCP level. You know, Christine, it's really interesting that you say that because when a person is gaslit, mm -hmm. they don't remember fully what happened before because they're in such a daze. Right. And that really is truly what has happened to us. And we've had an amazing team that's been compiling research and documentation and articles, everything that happened over the last two years. And it's been even just sitting down and looking at some of the, the footage and the articles and actually remembering what we went through. It's it's mind blowingly shocking. If you actually sit down and as you talk about uh, as you talk about Trudeau, if you actually sit down and look at the things that he was saying in the beginning of this, even the things that he was saying before this even started, when you talk about China, there's there's footage of him admiring the way that that the Chinese government treats its citizens and places them in a box and makes sure that there's indoctrination. He actually talks about his admiration for for government control like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's been amazing looking back, seeing how he's, how he's referred to people as, as, as scum, as he's referred to people as, uh, uh, as uh, for a lack of a better word, uh, a threat 
to the Canadian people. These are Canadian people that he's talking about as a threat to the Canadian people. So looking back and thinking about that and understanding, I mean, it, it's, it's wild. And I mean, that's just one example. The nine vaccines is just one example of an investment in a thought process like what we've, what we've eaten up over the past two years. But that's only one investment. And Everybody I'm, I'm sure on we Earth. won't see a lot of stuff. It's Everybody. all Everybody on earth should just keep what I said in mind, because that's key when you realize down the road what's behind the push for no vaccine hesitation. It and is control. And who Trudeau is, you know, he is a graduate of the young leaders of the uh, World Economic Forum. You're number two, Christina Freelander. I think I said her first name wrong. Christi Christina. Christine Freeland, yeah. Freeland, yeah. And she, and she is on the, one of the advisory boards for the World Economic Forum. And Macron and Zelensky are close to Schwab. I mean, Klaus Schwab. So <clears throat> people need to snap their heads out of cement and understand the chessboard here. And that's what I want to say is I, I do think that's still happening. And yeah. it's happening in droves. Yeah. And the majority of Canadians are saying you know what, I'm just exhausted right. of the political theater that's going on. And I just want to continue living a good life, taking care of my family and having a little bit of fun along the way too. Like you're seeing that, like this isn't, this should not be controversial, right? Well, it is controversial because it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not based on truth. Right. It's not based on truth. All right. So if, if they were telling people worldwide that the vaccinations prevented transmissibility, and then months later in 2021, Fauci and Gates came out and admitted, oh, we have to do better with, with the vaccinations because we're not successful um, on the lack of transmissibility, and people are getting breakthroughs and they're fully vaccinated. So basically, the vaccinations didn't work. This week, today, I'm looking at the World Health Organization, because the, the assembly is coming up in a couple of weeks, and I'm going back and looking at all their footage. And the most extraordinary thing to me is that they were saying the same things that Fauci and Gates were saying, and then they had to pull back. And now they're having discussions about four boosters and whether or not the four boosters work. And the reason why they need the four boosters is because the third one doesn't work. And I mean, it sounds like, you know, People are let out of the asylum sitting on these international bodies. And they're really having a hard time telling a lie, but many of them successfully do put out the lie and they expect people to believe it. So when you're producing your documentary, keep in mind what, what you found out after the fact of what they said, you know, at the time of that footage, because it's really important. Who is Justin Trudeau to the Canadians? And then looking back, when is he up for re-election? Three years from now, because he called a, uh, a re-election, a snap re-election a year ago um, in a horrible time in our history, spent $600 million on it, uh, and it didn't change a thing. And where's Brian Pickford? Brian He's Pickford? Mr. Canadian freedom. Still fighting for freedom. I'm excited. We have a, an interview coming up soon with him. Uh, really excited for that one. So, yeah. yeah.
I, I want to. I would like to be, interview him as well. Let him know because I think I think uh, you know he's got a, he's got a big voice in this. He does. He, really, he, he does. does. A huge voice. Well, gentlemen, anything else you want to add to this to let them know wanna, about the film? Yeah, I just want to thank you for your time, Christine, yeah. and everyone at CD Media. I think you're all awesome, and uh, we, we want you to come to back. Every time we release an episode. We'll be back every single time we release an episode. Yeah. The biggest way that uh, your audience, if they're interested in helping us materially make the documentary, um, we have released a new website, truckingforfreedom.com. And on there, you can purchase film credits that have a bunch of different tiers and cool things. And um, that is literally how we're making this thing. It is the people who are providing the means necessary for us to produce this film. And we're so thankful to them. So um, yeah, May 15th, sit down um, and, and watch the film. Tell us what you think. What, yeah, time, are you guys, what time are you guys gonna release it on May 15th? We will be releasing more information about that soon in a matter of hours and days, um, okay. but it will be the 15th. It will be the 15th. It will be, yeah. Congratulations, gentlemen. I think it's great. And I'm Thanks. glad we were on the journey with you. Absolutely. Thank Christine. you so much. Okay. And you, you know, you can come back anytime. We will be. We will be. God bless. God bless you too. Take care.